0: Welcome to the aggressive life. I don't know why I say that so aggressively. I just noticed that just now they're welcome to the aggressive. I could say, I could say, welcome to the aggressive <laughs> life. Welcome. I don't think that fits. Uh, no, it doesn't. Today we're talking about Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. What a great place. It's a great place. Remember that old commercial? You probably don't. You're too young. I do not remember that old commercial. All right. No. Well, let me tell you something, dirt. 1980, nearly 20% of the United States population had served in the military. Probably in 1950, I don't know what it was, it was probably 50% or something like that. In the 40 years since then, that number has dropped significantly down to about 6.5% today. For too many of us, Veterans Affairs uh, could just become a headline we read about. Too few of us know actual veterans or who have taken the time to hear their stories. That changes today. Today, we're talking to a man who served his country, and he found a way to continue to serve even after his time in the military. His name is... Mike Crosley, known to me as Michael or Gabby. We'll get into that in just a moment. For eight years, Cros, as he's known by most people, that's his nickname he gave himself. You know me, no, you can't give yourself your own nickname. No, you can't. But he gave it to himself, and other people call him Cros. For eight years, Cros was in the Marine Corps doing just about every badass thing that you could think of. He graduated from the amphibious reconnaissance course, airborne school, dive school, military free fall school, and served in the first Gulf War. After his active duty service. He spent time in the security and advisory world with lots of man hours in Iraq, Afghanistan, and abroad. He landed back to the States in 2011. That's about when I met him, and he's since become the site director for Base Camp, 400 plus acres in rural southwest. Ohio, where man camp, vet camp, couples camp, woman camp, man-daughter camp, gerbil camp, all these camps, (laughs) all of them that are life-changing, (laughs) off-the-grid camping experiences happen throughout the year. Stop laughing. It's my introduction. Stand down, Marine. Stand (laughs) down. He's an incredibly oppressive man. He's got stuff I wanted to get him to talk about. I said, no, man, I can't talk about that. Are you sure? I'm like, no, we can't talk. Please. So we'll see. We'll see if I get him talking. Is up for it. Welcome to the Aggressive Life, Mike Crosley, known as Cros, known as Gabby. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you for the introduction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good to be with you. People always go, where, where do you get your nicknames? Well, people would not know this one because uh, you and I had a, a hunting trip together. What was that, two years ago? Two, three years ago. Three yeah. years ago. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you remember of that hunting, camp, hunting trip?
1: Oh, man, I remember... Uh... Pulling your truck out of the snow, yeah. I remember uh, the red fox. Oh yeah. Uh, I remember uh, talking too much and getting the nickname <laughs> of Gabby. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that was, I always thought you were some quiet guy, and like you get out in the wild, I said, "Wow, this guy actually does talk. He talks yeah. a lot." It's that yeah, fresh air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. It was <laughs> uh, it's good. It's wonderful. That's good. So I know that you, uh, you bleed America, you bleed veteran, you bleed. Uh, just the military, all of that stuff. So, hey, man, thank you so much for your service to the military. Thank you for your service to all of us, because anybody who served in the military has served all of us. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I always feel when I thank somebody equal parts gratitude and then equal part tinge of regret that I didn't personally serve myself. Do you think other guys feel that way?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I hear that a lot. A lot of people think or a lot of dudes especially feel like it was a void. Uh, don't know why. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody, uh, man, a lot of years ago who thanked me for my service and then immediately went into this. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a scumbag. I didn't serve. I just went to college. and said, well, I looked at this individual who had, for lack of better terms, just a great civilian, you know, serves his people, serves his community, pays his taxes and I looked at him and said, man, you've done what a military veteran would like to see. Civilians have to serve too. You got people that go overseas. You got people that stay here. People that stay here got to serve too.
0: Yeah. I wonder if we didn't accidentally enjoy a level of unity in our country because everyone served in World War Two or they served the war effort back home, or they were drafted, or a family member was. There was this, there was this common bond, a common experience that Americans had, and we don't have this anymore. There's, there's virtually nothing somebody has in common who lives in the Ivy League or someplace in New England with someone who's a good old boy in the red dirt of Georgia. There's mm. virtually, there's nothing, nothing in common. And uh, we're not even talking about the tech world or any of that stuff. I think if I was king for a day, king of America for a day, I'd only want to do one thing: Mandatory service. Yeah, I agree. For two years.: Yep, I agree. And it wouldn't be because, hey, we need more people in the military. In fact, if you don't think you can kill somebody, then you get to do the Peace Corps. Either yeah, way. Yeah. But you have two years where you have to interact with other people who aren't like you, and you have to have a common experience. Maybe we would fight less with one another. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, the military definitely, uh, or service, it, it puts you in uh, the, the room with all sorts of different people, different looks, different smells, different accents different skill sets. It forces you to be accountable to yourself. It forces you to be accountable to your teammates. It gives you, uh, a different view of the world other than our (laughs) comfortable little world that we live in now. Yeah. I think that, uh, uh, just on the service side and the sacrifice side, it gives somebody uh, or instills that quality in somebody for sure. Why did you choose
0: the Marines versus other branches?
1: Uh, Luck of the draw. I was, uh, when I joined, um, it it wasn't a thought. I didn't grow up saying I'm gonna I'm joining the Marine Corps. Um I ran into a recruiter, I was in a bad place in my life, and that recruiter was a Marine Corps recruiter and it, it just happened. It just happened. When I joined, I wasn't running towards service, towards the Marine Corps. It was it was my out. I was running away from the life that I had at the time.
0: There there are a lot of hurting, misfit folks who find their way in the military. Yeah, absolutely. And then come out okay, don't they? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Why yeah. is that, you think? Yeah, well, I, I'd say community. Service puts you in an environment where everything's stripped down, you know, from your hair to what you wear. You're all put on an equal plane and expected to work together. The sense of team, the sense of knowing your place, And knowing that it matters, and then knowing that the things you can't do are going to be taken care of by your teammates. Yeah. I I think it's, you know, team or what we know now in civilian world, community. It's just so important.
0: Well, I was one of those guys like you. I was running away. Mm -hmm. I toyed with the Marines. and. Oh, gosh, I was real close to signing, was doing the recruiting office, all that stuff, um, because I didn't, want, didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And I was running away from the narrative my parents were giving me, which was college. Mm. I don't want to get in my story so much. But I do remember when they talked about uh, – the recruiter talked about that. He would show pictures and said, look at all these guys. They all got – high in tights, they're all wearing the same clothes, we strip you down, everyone's equal here, no matter what your skin color, background, how much money you make, whatever, everyone goes to boot camp, everyone's equal. That really applied to me. Yeah, That was yeah. cool, appealed to me, rather.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. I remember my platoon, and when I went to boot camp, I had Frank Smith, Mike Crosses, I had Ninja I had Fashawn, I had teammates that were from the inner city of Oakland, I had teammates that were from the country, it just you name it, we were all there together, and we were all equal.
0: So what are your lessons that you learned coming out of the military? Is there anything that we, where you reflect on and think, well, these things I really took away from my time and they've, they've still stayed with me to this day?
1: Yeah, there, there's a ton of things that I took away from the military that I should have left. And over the years, I've learned to leave those. But the things that definitely are applicable are um, uh, what I look at or, or how I view team. How I view my teammates and how I view my place in the team. The the sense of that people rely on me to get things done in a timely matter. Um <clears throat> a lot of those good teammates uh still sit in my head. Yeah, I uh i I learned you name it, I learned A to Z. I learned how to sew. I learned how to. I was part of the 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 era of the Marines that we hand washed our uniforms and and pressed them ourselves. So I learned how to self care, and I had learned how to care for others. I learned intimacy at its at its deepest level. i not, nothing weird, nothing weird, but uh, when you're surrounded by dudes that look at you in the eye and say I'm ready to die for, and you know it, that's. Uh, that's a pretty deep intimacy, and uh, that's that's probably the most beautiful thing about the service. I mean, the skill sets, all the neat things that I did, those aren't those aren't aren't there anymore, you know. Um, but the the lesson learned about relationship and being accountable to myself and accountable to my teammates is probably the most important lesson that I learned in the service, and it's it's to the core of how I operate today. Uh, especially the last few years, being involved in camps, is that there was two places in my life that I hear things like honor and being accountable and being in community and and being on mission. I learned that in the military, and then I hear it in ministry at the church. You know, they're very similar, very similar. You know, I I hear people all the time say, oh. You know, like you often, we're at war. You know, in the church sometimes we're at war. We have these battles. Uh, I don't say we're
0: at war. Yeah, uh,
1: I've heard. Uh, I've heard people use
0: that. I think. I think think people play it up too much. I I do, but there is conflict and there's war. I think. I think we just. I think. I'll let you finish your point. I, I think that preacher types overuse the war metaphor, and I think veterans who've actually been in physical war. I think that it. I don't know. I. I, I got to be. You got to be careful with that. You're going to talk about a war. You were in war, and and you can't do ten push-ups, and you can't remember the last time you were cold, and you can't remember the last time you were hungry, and and you. I you know, it's just like, come on. I mean, yep. if if you're actually doing those things, okay, but just be careful. The metaphors unless you're actually living it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but that's also looking at it the lens from like a lot of people when they hear the word war, they think bombs, guns, yeah. blood. You know. Uh, it's a little more intimate than that. You know, even, even as a civilian, sometimes I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm at war. You know, in, in the military, there was psychological operations, a way to get in somebody's head and, and, and battle them that way. Man, I feel that as a civilian, you know, the battle of the heart, battle of the mind, battle of doing what's right, you know, vice sometimes what I want to do. Yeah. You know? So there, there is a type of war in the world post-military, for sure, yeah. for me. Yeah, sure. for
0: sure. Yeah. I just think people in churches play it up too much yeah. as, as a sermon totally. point. Totally. It, it is a war. Biblically speaking, it is a war. There's a conflict. There's an enemy that's out to get us. Yep. Jesus says the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. I I just think some people play it up a bit too much yep. based on the way they're not living. Yeah. Just my yep. opinion. Yep.
1: Yeah. And and vets too often go, uh, they get disenchanted. Like, oh, that's stupid. You can't be talking like that. They,
0: right. You know, so, exactly. Yeah. When you came back, what was your process of uh, PTSD? Did you have PTSD when you came back?
1: Yeah, I, I did. Didn't even know it. Yeah, when I came back, I thought that uh, I was disillusioned. I thought that, you know, I did all these great things. I had all this great training. I had all this development. I knew how to lead. Um, yeah, I'm going to go kick the world in the butt. I landed here. And I really had to learn how to transition from what I knew, pick out what's applicable to now, and then the applicable to the now, how to actually live and operate in that space. You know, the way I talk, my posture, do I ask for things? the, the, The transitional piece, it wasn't so much the things that I did. It was more the psychological transitions. It was the stakes are high in the service. You know, people think, oh, if you don't do your job, you're going to die. You know, I had a problem in my transition thinking, oh, life's not the same. The stakes aren't high. You know, life's just kind of boring. Um, you know, what I do doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I had some transitional issues. I'd gotten a little uh, uh, altercation at work. And instead of getting, a, you know, launched, you know, you guys gave me you gave me grace, and I went and saw a therapist. And yeah, sure enough, man, I was I was battling with with PTSD. There was things in my brain that had just been boxed up, and they just flopped around in my brain, and they just made they made my life no sense. And I w- and I just wasn't man enough to face it.
0: I don't remember the altercation. It was a physical altercation. A... It it was a threat. Yeah. It was a threat. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. See, I, I forgive so well, I forget. <laughs> I don't even remember the things because I'm so much like God. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah, 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 yeah you are. Yeah, you totally are. <laughs> right, totally, yeah, totally you totally are. are. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you run that base camp property that we do all that stuff for, and you and you also help me with my hunting. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Help each other, man. <laughs> Great friend yeah. who's, uh, who's laid out more corn that I bought than I ever thought was possible in my life. <laughs> And is that like a, is that like a huge step down for you? Or is it a good respite for you given the stress and pressure that you had in PTSD? Is it a, oh, this is the rhythm I need for the rest of my life kind of thing. It's just, how do you, how do you process that as far as a, the trajectory of your life?
1: Well, the speed for my life is, is whatever that day gives me. You know, I, I don't dictate the speed of my life. I just dictate my outlook on life. You know, I, um, uh being out at base camp, being isolated most of the time, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 good for me. The hard work that I have to do while I'm isolated, the physical activity, the chopping wood, fixing all the things that I have to do, absolutely it's good for me. Just like anybody, you know, anybody that like yourself, you PT and you see the benefits both physically and mentally. Yeah. Same with me. Uh the job itself, man, yeah, I th- I think I did maybe at first now that you asked yeah i I maybe i don't think i looked at it as like oh it's below me uh but i i definitely think that it was and maybe less than you know what i've done in my past um but now no it's 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 equal to or greater than for sure a lot of the 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 good disciplines that i have identified for my service are totally applicable to to what i do you know i've I've got to work hard. I've got to push through when, when I don't feel like taking another step or doing what, I've got to push through. Yeah. I know how to do that. When I get my volunteers around me or my posse or my team, man, I, would, I had a work party this Saturday. I had some dudes out there chopping wood. I had a conversation with a guy, and I was like, man, this is just like my platoon yeah. in the Marine
0: Corps. That's cool.
1: Which, as a vet, I, I miss jumping out of planes from 30-plus thousand feet, and I miss my— my community, my brothers, my tribe. I don't miss haircuts. I don't miss I don't miss any of the other things, but I miss community. But out there at Base Camp I get I get community like equal to or greater than what I had.
0: What's yeah. the percentage of people who come out of the military who have PTSD right now? I don't know.
1: I, I would imagine that whatever percentage is is documented somewhere is probably not right. I'm sure it's higher. You know, I'm sure that there's a ton of dudes out there or men and women that are suffering that just don't even talk
0: about it. And is there a common trigger for the PTSD? Is it like you kill somebody, you're just afraid that bombs are going to fall on you at any moment. And the uncertainty is the, is, is there a through line through everybody's PTSD experience? Uh, no,
1: I, I think it, it, it affects us different. Um, for me every once in a while I have uh pretty heavy dreams um, but I know how to work through those when they, when those dreams wake, wake me up. There's certain dates on the calendar where I've lost,
0: you know, really good friends. Heavy but, dreams, like you're killing people? Or you're no, no, or no.
1: Uh, most of my heavy dreams are, uh, in the form of something's going to happen to me personally. And I, I can't, I can't fend it or I, and I usually I'll wake up like, Ooh, real aggressive, mm. <laughs> real loud. Ooh, wake up. That's yeah. It's, it's never, it's never the other way. So I I'm, I'm in trouble and I can't I can't get out of it. Yeah, every once in a while um when I go under overpass I I get taken back to a time in my life where we would have to worry if you went under uh, in especially in Iraq in in early uh, early 2000s when I was there. We'd go under an overpass and one of the techniques that the bad guys would use is they'd be waiting on the other side and they'd drop hand grenades or some sort of explosive munition on top of your car. So our, our our fix for that was you'd come in on one side. As soon as you get out of that overpass, you you pull hard right and try to come out in a different trajectory so that they can't guess where you're coming out. So yeah, every once in a while, I'll hit, a, hit a, underneath a, an overpass and I'll, I won't actually swerve the car, but I'll... I'll, I'll remember that, um, the fix for that in our house is my wife drives for us a lot whenever we're together,
0: you know? Yeah, I remember coming back, uh, our hunting trip from Colorado, uh, you wanted 512 to drive because you're like, man, I don't, I don't don't like driving. So it's still, uh, that aspect is still with
1: you. Yep. 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 Um, boy, there for a while before I, before I, uh, sat down with a therapist for a couple years. Uh, every time a trash can would hit the ground, boy, I would I would light up. My BPM would go up so high. So, and you ask the question: Are you over it? I, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think I'll ever be over it. I'm at the point now where some of those those milestones in my life that just really affected my brain, I want to latch on to. But I but I've learned to latch on to them in a healthy way. You know, the the men that that uh, that I've lost. You know, I don't want to be comfortable with their death I don't want to oh yeah it's great he's dead. you know just like my dad my dad passed away when I was 16 I don't ever want to look at that moment and just be like super comfortable because that was just a heavy heavy loss in my life but I faced it and dealt with it and learned the techniques that, that get me through those those times when I could dip really really low and I come out of it real quick and I've got a community around me I've got dudes around me that uh, I can call anytime and say hey man I'm Feeling really cruddy about this and talk through it, talk through it. Share your story. That's, that's, if, if we're trying to get to a point, share your story. People have, you cannot box that. Anybody who's going through any type of traumatic thing in their brain, whether their grandmother died, they got blown, you got to talk about it.
0: You can't box it up. How can we support the veterans we bump into because most of us as a t- statistics show have not served in the military but we bump into folks who are in the military like right, saying thank you for your service is that appreciated or do or is that something that people just God, I've heard that before it doesn't mean much anymore yeah. well, wh- how can we how can we support folks like you
1: whenever somebody thanks me i yeah I appreciate a lot i, I do yeah and i I would bet anybody that says I don't appreciate that there, there's an issue. I think they appreciate it. It's maybe some pride there that they need to work on. Um, I don't know. Ask a vet. Tell me. You know, don't leave it at um, thank you for your service. What'd you do? What was your job? You know, what was your rate? What was your MOS? Some of the questions you're asking me. What did you learn? You know, um, uh, understand them. I. But then also, I think a vet needs to. uh, We tend to put up this. This tough, especially us males, we tend to put up this tough guy facade. I think I even do it sometimes, you know, at 54, I think I still do it. It's also a vet's responsibility to let somebody into their life if somebody is offering up that. You know, you can't just box up. You got to join in the conversation. You got to share your story. You got to share your life because you're probably going to teach something to somebody if you do. Yeah. So ask a vet, get to know them. I think, uh, Judd said something one time. He said, Cross is just misunderstood. And I was like, oh, whoa, okay. So I think vets are just misunderstood, and it goes both ways. Listen to a vet, and if you're a vet, share your story.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's a product I use every day. I started taking AG1 because. I don't watch my diet too closely, but I know that I'm getting all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients I can, as well as hydrating with 12 ounces of water right off the bat at the beginning of the day. One scoop of AG1 has got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and it doesn't taste like it. It actually tastes great. AG1 is a microhabit with big benefits. For less than $3 a day, you can take care of your health and invest in your future. It's recommended by professional athletes, health experts, and me. (laughs) To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash aggressive life. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash aggressive life to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. So go get you some and let's get back to the show. So you've got a huge passion for vet camp. You're a driver behind that. Tell us what happens at vet camp. Well, at least what you can tell yeah. us, because I know what happens if Vet Camp stays at Vet Camp. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, Vet vet Camp— and this is
0: male vets,
1: right? It is male vets, yeah. When we started this four years ago, we decided that it's just for the experience to maximize the time that we can together. It's it's got to be, you know, a, a male vet camp. Because you guys and, are all going to be naked together and marching <laughs> yeah, formation it, through the woods. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Here. Our American flag Speedos, come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, however, I'm, I'm connected with uh, a couple of female vets and it looks like we're going to do a female uh, vet camp pilot this summer. Great. So, so I've yeah. got
0: a woman to send you cause I just got an email from another v- female vet. who's like, when's this going to happen? And so I'll, I'll forward it on to them yes, see if they want to be part yes. of the team. Yeah.
1: If anybody's Perfect. out there, I'm michael.crossley at crossroads.net. If you're a female vet and you want to be involved in, in female vet camp, please. for When we started four years ago, I said, okay, we got to be ready to support the women because we're going to be asked. And I was asked immediately. And I said, awesome. I need you to step up and, and lead it. And it's taken four years, but I think I finally found somebody to lead it.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, people always think it's a great idea for someone else to do. Totally, you should do this. You should do this. Like totally, you understand? All these camps started because somebody said, "I'm going to make that happen." Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, you and I are both men. We're not going to make female vet camp happen. Nope. But it's awesome to hear that there's some people who have risen up and we're yep. gonna support that. Yep. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, we've got the template, we've got the team to support it. So but uh Man Vet Camp Yeah, we started it four years ago and um it was actually a push from uh, uh, another vet, Chris, a buddy of mine that's got it because I've been out at base camp now for six, seven years. and um, and I just didn't want to put the energy in it because my my day job is is so busy. Right. And he kept pushing and pushing, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. We got to do it." So we started four years ago, four of us vets put it together, and it's low and slow. There's no yellow feet. We're not going to make you stand. Eh, we might make you stand at attention once when we when we. Uh, bring out the colors, but it 's not heavy p t or 're not going to give you a log to 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 run around with <laughs> it's it 's not a hua camp it's it's it 's super chill. We completely built it around the idea of giving vets what I hear vets miss all the time and it 's their community it 's their brothers it's it 's amazing You go out there and you hear somebody say korea and there 's ten dudes that already know what that guy 's about because they 've been to Korea. You know there's a common language we speak in acronyms uh we just have our own way it seems of of communicating and vet camp is a place to just be with your team just with your allies we're all allies
0: one of the really interesting things that you did about vet camp because I'm not I'm not a vet so i don't I really don't get it. I'm happy to support it, but I don't get it as I thought, wait if it's all men, what's the difference between that and man camp obviously there's a common experience that not all men at man camp have but then one of the things that really moves me is uh you know man camp it's hey you show up between this time and this time and come in with your unit and then you leave and all that stuff it's kind of meandering in and out once you're there it's all in the whole time everybody's one but there's a little bit of flexibility when you come and go but not not vet camp
1: no no we're we stick to good old military traditions we start together we end together. We don't leave anyone behind. We move as 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 fast as our slowest man. Um, everybody marches into everybody, in. together. Everybody, we march in together. If uh, if you can't carry your pack, I'll carry it. If I can't carry it, somebody else will. Um, if we don't feel like carrying packs, we put it on the tractor. I said it is it is all low about- and slow. I low like that. and slow. Yep, yep. No man left behind. Start together. Leave together. The thing that I noticed about vets like immediately is immediately I, I saw this divide between two There was the veterans that had been or had seen combat or had been to a combat zone, and there was vets that that had not they they served their country and just weren 't there at the at the proper time or at the right time or their job didn 't have them go to a combat zone i see I have seen a lot of those types just not feel worthy of being a vet mm. that's that is such b s <laughs> If you're one of the, the, the ones that joined the service, you served. If you served, you were a vet. If you served and you were a vet, you deserve this pat on the back. You deserve to be honored for what you did and, and continue to do if you've been able to take some of that good stuff away and bring it into your life now. Vet camp is to celebrate men that served and hopefully this summer women that served. Period. Not what, not where you served, not how you served, whether you had a pen, whether you had, I don't care. You served your country. You need to kind of vet camp. Yeah. Yeah. Period.
0: That's that's great. That's good. So you said this recently. I want to have you expound on it. If you don't mind, you say the last 10 years of my previous career, I was in charge. I was the quote leader I believe one of the reasons God brought me here was to relearn how to follow. Well, the Marine Corps taught me this: when you're in charge, eat last and die first, and when you're not in charge, be the one you want to lead. Hmm. Followership. So it's like everyone talks about leadership, want to be a good leader. No one's talking about followers. Followership. That's basically what you're talking about here, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: you get a. You know, you get an organization. There's 100 people there. There's only one person ultimately in charge. So That means there's 99 people that got to execute the mission that that person is 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 deemed important for that day or for that week or whatever period of time. That was probably one of my biggest transitional issues was thinking that I was the man. You know, then where I go next, I get to be the man again. And it's got
0: And you're not dumb. You got a master's. Yeah, yeah, masters in yeah. In, yeah.
1: Uh, 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 terrorism studies for me. A- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have a legitimate master's in terrorism studies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, why would you possibly have nightmares? I don't know why you would have nightmares. Oh, I know, honey. Honey, I know what I'm going to get a degree in: terrorism studies. And why do I have? Why do I have nightmares? I can't. I don't know. Imagine why. Knowledge is horror. <laughs> Knowledge is horror. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, so you're know, obviously a very competent capable capable guy and and uh yeah, you're following some people that sometimes don't appear to be that way and yet you're still choosing to follow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, anybody. When it's your job to follow, you you it doesn't mean you follow with and this isn't me guessing, this is me cuz I used to be this person, you know. Someone tells me what to do and if I didn't agree with it, it's, you know, yeah, I would do it, but it just grumble, you know, not a good space and yeah, I'd get the job done, but I wasn't happy. And it just—I don't even remember when, but uh, I think it was when I started this vet camp. Uh, it, it seemed to be a bit of a, tr- a struggle. I was reminded that lesson of the Marine Corps. It's like, yeah, when you're put in charge, it's like you're the one in charge. You've been—you've been identified as the one in charge, so it's your job to set the pace. If there's five meals there and you got a team of four people, huh, it's your responsibility to go without you got to set the pace. But if you're not in charge, man, I love that line, be the one you want to lead. So, if I happen to not be in charge, I want the way I operate and the way I work to for lack of a better word, be a joy to that person who's 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 in charge. Because that's what I would want. When I'm in charge, mm-hmm. I want the people that are working for me or working under me, yes. to do the same thing. Yep. You know? So, I want people to do it. I need to do it. You know, sometimes you got to do the right thing just because it's the right thing. That's exactly. super important, man. Yeah.
0: Michael, are you ready for the lightning round? This might ask you something and you answer fast. Like, okay. I, you know, I know you're Gabby, so yeah. you're going to have to turn it down. You've done really well. Huh? Did, huh? done really, really well. But this is like lightning fast. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. A must-have when you're out camping. Headlamp. Why... Should a listener check out a Crossroads Camp?
1: Oh, stretch yourself. Man, anytime you do anything that perhaps might add a little adversity to your life, there is nothing, absolutely nothing better than going through adversity with a group of people and coming out on the other end. You will never remember the bad times.
0: You're saying making it sound like it's going to be hell if you go to Crossroads Campus. Adversity. It's hell. It's going to be awful. You're going to pay <laughs> to suffer. It, it's also fun. Oh, no, it's oh, yeah, It's, it's, it's a also pl- fun. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, as a PTSD guy, you can only see the negative because <laughs> you're studies. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hell. To, terrorists are going to come out to Neville, Ohio and just, uh, uh, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> hey, we got a great water
1: slide out there. Yeah. We
0: do. It's, yeah, it's, it's getting awesome, better. I, I do yeah. like it. Yeah. Your favorite memory of vet camp so far? mm uh, I had somebody
1: uh, this last vet camp tell me that the words that I spoke the year before changed him and his relationship and his outlook um, with his I believe now fiance good. yeah yeah it is it's nice to know that you can say some things and change somebody's lives best piece
0: of wisdom you learned from your time in the service
1: work hard work hard be be a good teammate be a good teammate.
0: You uh, you had that emotional time a bit earlier. How often do those come when you think about your old teammates?
1: Uh, by February, and March usually are, are heavy months for me. I had a uh, I wasn't there, but I had a, a sergeant major friend of mine die in Iraq in two thousand four, February of four, and then uh, in March, pretty significant date where I lost a teammate, and I was actually right there. And uh, was it? I've had lots of teammates along the way, but this was just one of those guys that was. Um. I, I own my life. I own my life. Oh, wow. I do. I do. Yeah. And he's
0: not here with us anymore. So, does so every, yeah. Does everybody, when they see somebody die for the first time in front of them, does that rock everybody or are there good people? I mean, healthy people. I don't mean mentally deranged people who have psychopathic tendencies, but I mean, you know, normal people like me or Dirt. like. Yeah. Does, that, does it rock everybody the first time? Yeah. Or are some people able to go like, huh, well, that sucks, but uh, I move on with my life? Yeah, I've I've only seen one
1: person. The, of the people that I've seen get rocked, um, I've seen one person that it appeared to not affect them. I've never seen it not affect anybody. Hmm. It'd be a pretty scary thing if something like that did not affect you.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, You wonder, you know, are you – how would I respond? I hope I never have to respond, but – I'm around death a lot. There's just not a bullet involved. Mm -hmm. A lot. Mm -hmm. But it's tough. And the one thing I like about it, which sounds really awful when I say like, I've come to actually like funerals. I know it sounds really sick. Like not, ooh, today I get to go to a funeral. But when I go to one, when I'm there, I think this is really healthy for my soul because everything in our world is trying to numb us out and strip away our humanity and keep us from seeing eternal realities. And when you go to a funeral, you go, yeah, I'm going to die. Everyone is going to die. And are the choices of my life lining up with what I once said to me? At my funeral, and are they setting me up mm-hmm. for the life that I believe is going to happen to me after death mm-hmm. because our world just doesn't want us to think that it's just think immediate, yeah, think this quarter, think this month, think mm. this day, think you're in your twenties, think in your fifties, whatever it is it's it's go 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 you 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 have 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 achieve, achieve, achieve experience experience experience, and funerals help me help elevate me up out of it, yeah, I yeah. like even feel I even like yeah. feeling sad I'm like yeah. okay, i'm feeling. The world tries to make me not feel,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I remember Mike Hip's funeral was a huge reset in my life, you know, a huge like, oh man, you know, there's because you know, he wasn't much older than I am, and um, it was just a, a good look at what's valuable in life, what's important, how to re you know, wh- where your priorities need to lie, yeah, you know, and they're not in the, the, the wins, the things that I've, I've got to do. They're the relationships Mm -hmm. they're the people around you. You know, they're they're the people that you're going to look towards you that you're going to look for when, when things are shitty for yourself, you know? So that's real important to remember that, you know?
0: Well, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't talked about,
1: man? If you're interested and want to get connected with, uh, any of our camps, uh, go to crossroads.net slash camps, everything you need's there. Um, you can also go to crossroads.net slash man veteran camp and uh, sign up for vet camp. I want to meet
0: you. I want to hear your story, brother. If someone wants to follow up with you, uh, see what's going on with you do, you. do you do anything like social media? This is basically your time to advertise yourself if you want.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, if you want to follow me uh, and 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 maybe be number fifty one or fifty two, follow me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: I am what am I? Cross OTG. And I actually started that to help promote Vet Camp. And now there is... uh, C-R-O-Z? Yeah, C-R-O-Z-O-T-G. For off the grid. Yep, off the grid. Yep, that's an Instagram. And then uh, there's Man Veteran Camp is... um, You can find us on Instagram at Man Veteran Camp. And uh, I do my best to to, uh, promote Vet Camp on that platform. Um, But if... You know, there's social media platforms, and they're great. And if you want general knowledge and, you know, a, a quick shot of whoa, you know, please do that. But if you got a, a question, a concern, yeah, go ahead and email me at michael.crossley. Oh, you're excited about this, aren't you? Yeah, well, no, I, I am, uh, but I also know what, what that could mean. So You don't have to do that. You have to go that far, but if you want to, go ahead. Yeah, michael.crossley, C-R-O-S-S-L-E-Y, at crossroads.net. And I'll answer any question you have about Vet Camp, and uh, get you connected with the community if you want.
0: Man, thanks for being a good friend. Thanks for helping me nail a big buck this last year. That was fun. Thanks for doing a great job on the camp uh, property. Thank you for thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for how you are allowing what God's done in your life and the things that you've experienced to be poured out in other men. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you. Super honored. Super honored. So I don't know what you want to take from this today. Maybe you're going to be more sensitized to how you interact with people who have served. That would be great. Maybe you're somebody who served and you realize, oh, man, I'm feeling a little bit of emotional, spiritual drag. Maybe I need to talk to somebody. That would be great. Maybe you're thinking, hey... I need to try this vet camp or man camp or woman camp or one of these things just to just to clear my head. Great. I hope you found something today that you can put to work in your life. Make the move. Improve your life. Get closer with God. We'll see you next time on The Aggressive Life. Hey, thanks for listening. For all things aggressive living, why don't you head over to bryantome.com Find my new book, Move, A Guide to Get Up and Go Forward, as well as articles and much, much more. And no matter where you listen to podcasts, why don't you take a second and leave us a rating, leave us a review. It really, really helps us drive new listeners to the show. We want to help as many people as possible, just like we may have helped you. We want to help others. So why don't you help us out? And If you want to connect, find me on Instagram at Brian Tome. Aggressive Life with Brian Tomes, a production of Crossroads Church, Cincinnati, Ohio.